0: for more information about this and other podcasts we produce please visit thoughtjarproductions.com and now for this week's episode hello everybody and welcome to the cinema catch-up club i'm your host stephen platt thank you very much for downloading this week's episode and this week we are watching Matilda because the book Matilda is turning thirty years old. So, joining me to watch this mid-nineties uh, family film, we have, as always, someone who has seen the film and somebody who has not. Our guest, who has seen the film, and returning for the first time since Armadeus, was it? Anna? Yeah, it it's Anna was. Weir. Everybody,
1: hello, I'm back.
0: How are you doing, Anna?
1: I'm I'm all right. I'm not so bad.
0: And just a reminder for the folks at home: uh, who are you and what do you do? <laughs>
1: I am I, Every time you surprise me With this question I don't know why um, I am a second year Costume student At the WA Academy Of Performing Arts I should have known That better
0: mm, uh, Commonly known as Whopper Yeah Around the area And uh, any shows You're working on At the moment
1: uh, Yes I'm currently Doing the Well helping With the costumes For the classical Voice production Of Cinderella Ooh Which is quite fancy
0: Do you have a favourite Thing that you've made So far
1: What for Cinderella For Cinderella or- Um, I'm quite lucky because I'm, I've been assigned to make the Wicked Stepmother's ball gowns, which is very fun. So it's a lot of sort of white satin and sweeping trains and high Elizabethan collars. So I'm enjoying that.
0: That sounds absolutely fantastic. And you have seen Matilda. I have. Um, in a sort of vague, non-spoilery way for our, for our other guest, um, what what do you um, remember about Matilda? The whole film. Just the whole film? Just the whole film. Just, you, you could repeat it word for word right now?
1: Uh, no, but I did watch it a lot when I was younger and I have watched it in the last year. Hmm. So, And I still saw the stage show.
0: Oh, of course, the, uh, the Tim Minchin musical. Yes. Um, okay, just before we get on to uh, everything else though, do you prefer the book, the film or the musical?
1: They're all quite different in good ways. I think the book and the film are a lot more similar than the musical is to the other two, but they all very much follow like the same sort of singular storyline thread that is focused on this marvellous, wonderful little girl mm. and the things she can do.
0: Excellent. Well, joining us as our guest who has not seen the film... It's Carmen Doli everyone. Hello. Dr. Carmen Doley. Hello.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yes, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, good, good.
0: Good, good. Um still still a professional in the world of medicine?
2: Yes, I'm a real doctor. I'm a real worm. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Um oh oh, okay. I, I'm trying to think how to ask the same question that I asked Anna. Um what's your favorite illness that you've treated this <laughs> this, this, this year?
2: My favorite illness that I've treated this mm. year. Yeah. Probably pneumonia because people usually get better from that with no lasting side effects everything Excellent. else is is just kind of a case of oh yeah we can control this for a bit and and yeah.
0: go from there yeah Excellent. exactly so yay pneumonia Yay um, pneumonia <laughs> uh you have not seen matilda and this really surprised yeah, me
2: not seen matilda not seen the stage show either um but yeah it was just one of those films that kind of came out when my family was aging out of children's films mm. um so we were kind of more into things like batman and robin and you know other 1996 classics um Yeah, so it was just one of those things. I remember seeing posters for it at the cinema. I remember seeing trailers for it, but it was just, yeah, one of those films that I never ended up seeing. But I know that a lot of people really love it. It's, Mm. you know, a lot of people are really fond of it. So, yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Excellent, and it 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 is an interesting adaptation because it's, um, because it's an American adaptation of of what is uh, quite a British book. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I think it's one of those rare things where, not specifically aimed at America but they do this a lot of taking books or properties from other countries and then americanizing them or turning them into their you know sort of own national identity i think this is one of the rare times where it works really well mm. dare i say even slightly better than the book really in terms of i i feel as though the um the things that always come through with roald are that sort of discord between parents and children mm. i think transferring the message from matilda and putting it in the american setting i think almost flavors it just that bit better okay it's yeah it's it's really lovely and this film obviously is a great cast including mm. um uh Danny DeVito yeah. who is has his hands all over this thing he directed it he's um he's acting in it and he just does so well um and, and I, his wife's yeah. in it and his wife yeah his wife um is playing his wife Yeah. yes um, yeah a bit of inspired casting there yeah
2: Pam Ferris is in it too isn't she yes yeah,
0: yeah this is arguably well I don't even think it's arguable this is Pam Ferris's most Excellent. important role though
2: it is
1: interesting that you mentioned the American thing that they kept a very British villain
2: well yeah. aren't villains always British? I mean they always are even in American yeah. films yeah
0: <laughs> um, well with that being the case should we watch Matilda guys? can yes. we please? okay for those of you at home pop in your DVDs and prepare to eat all the cake Bog all Trotter cake. <laughs> as we prepare to watch Matilda just letting you know about another production that is coming up from the folks at Thought Jar Productions. It's a science fiction radio play series called Atlantis. It's currently being staged in Perth, Western Australia, and if you happen to live in the area or are very keen and want to fly in, you can come and see live science fiction radio play theatre happening before your very eyes. If you are unable to make it to Perth anytime between now and October the 4th, when the final show is staged, you can listen in online for absolutely free. Just head to AtlantisRadioplay.com, click listen online, and you can hear the episodes as they are coming out. There's also an attached survey, which is part of some PhD research of mine into science fiction theatre, which you can choose whether or not you would like to fill out. For more information, please visit our website, atlantisradioplay.com, or like our Facebook page, just search for Thought Jar Productions. Keep listening to the end of this episode, and you'll hear a little snippet from episode one of Atlantis, just to see if it's your sort of thing. And now, back to the Cinema Catch-Up Club. And welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Matilda. By we, I, of course, mean Anna Wick. Hello. And Dr. Carmen Doley. Hello. So, Carmen. Yes. First time watching it. Yes. What did you think of Matilda?
2: I really liked it. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at how close to the book it actually manages to stay. Because I remember when it first came out, one of my friends who'd seen it told me that it wasn't close to the book at all. Mm. Like, it wasn't like a very faithful adaptation. But I was really surprised. Like, it was just like, it was like reading the book after, you know, 15, 20 years. And and Mm. just getting this, this wonderful nostalgia memory um flashback it was wonderful
0: yeah i mean i mean the big difference as we spoke about in the first bit of the program Mm. is that it's being told through through an american filter yeah yeah and uh, i mean again just having literally just stopped watching it it sort of Mm. reaffirms uh, a belief i have which i actually think this story works slightly better in that american setting
2: yeah i would agree i think it's um because we've definitely seen like this rise of anti-intellectualism since the 80s in, in america in particular um and i think it, it does work really well in that in that context mm. um yeah it's it's certainly not it's uh i think it, it doesn't lose anything by shifting to america and it, if anything it gains it you know mm. um yeah i don't i don't think the change of setting really really affects it adversely at all mm. yeah it's wonderful
0: And Anna, you you said that you last watched this maybe about a year ago. Um, How was it watching it again?
1: Uh, I just, I like it so much. I just, I really enjoy it. It's, Mm. you know, it's one of those kids movies that most people, they watch when you're little. And a lot of kids films you can sort of revisit and you go, oh, I only loved that because I was, you know, five when I first saw it and I thought it was so good. Mm. But this one, it's still good. It's just a solid good film.
0: Mm, It is. And it's, it's very... The, the thing that I, I noted watching it this time um was i think it's it's a film which uses narration really well yes, yes. we don't often see films that that use narration just in general uh with, the, with mm. this film being quite book orientated it sort of makes sense to have that narrator tie-in yeah but it's very well used and doesn't really feel intrusive at all
2: no. I, I do wonder if it necessarily had to be Danny DeVito because it is quite obvious, like, you mm. know, when he's playing the father character, the voice is very similar to the narrator. Mm. So I wonder if that's necessarily like that I feel like that detracts a little bit I from it. I
0: definitely
1: did not notice that when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm. It was only when I watched it as an adult. I was like, oh, hold on a second. Mm. <laughs> this guy sounds really familiar. Yeah. Mm.
0: I, I I definitely get what you mean. I yeah. think I think they could have literally gotten anybody yeah. in to do that. But at the same time I I, I sort of like it because it reassures me that that all the adults in this are are acting. Yeah, it, like yeah, because because <laughs> Trunchbull is genuinely terrifying. Oh,
2: she's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yes, she's terrifying, but she's wonderful. Yeah, but yeah. but
0: seeing um seeing you know you've got Danny DeVito as Mr Wormwood, mm. seeing him just being like just this scummy lowlife. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you have that same voice. I mean, not exactly the same mm. voice, but you have that same person. Um, doing the very reassuring storytelling thing. I think is it, it's almost quite nice to kind of show you know they're playing up the worst sides of mm. of these characters and they do such a great job. Yeah, like um yeah. like uh, no, not just Danny as um as Mr. Wormwood though he's he's just the best suits. And, and <laughs> just Danny DeVito in general as just like a, a physical presence in a film mm. is amazing. Like he makes really ordinary things just look I, I just sort of hate the way he does things in this film. Like yeah. the way he yeah. like...
1: She's so mad all mm, the time.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's then you've wonderful. got Rhea Perlman who it almost looks like she's a cartoon the way she's walking around. Oh, absolutely. Around. And with the yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. The
2: hair and the accent. I don't it's know if so that's her real weird. accent but oh my God. It's I don't just, think it is. Yeah. It just perfectly tops off the character. You know, mm-hmm. just that... that silly brooklyn is it the brooklyn accent new york accent it's yeah brooklyn a bit new jersey yeah
0: yeah Yeah, it's just it's so delightful and then as as you say trunchbull oh it's just let's just talk trunchbull (laughs) i think that's all we really want to do how how okay because it was your first time watching it Mm. what was the thing that most stood out for you about um about miss trunchbull
2: Um, I think it was a combination of of the two things. I think partly I really like the way she was shot, just with these angles kind of looking up at her all the time. She just feels like this huge imposing presence throughout the whole film. And even Mm. as an adult watching it, you feel very vulnerable and, and, you know, really, really frightened in a way. Mm. Um, I guess the other thing is Pam Ferris, she's just so convincing. Oh, Like, you know, you have people in children's films, sometimes, you know, adult actors, and you know, like, they're always like, almost like winking to the camera sometimes, you know, in their yeah, performances. they're like, I'm, like, I'm
1: still a yeah. serious adult actor. Yeah. Watch mm. me have it I'm, I'm an
2: actor, like, um, you know, Kenneth Branagh maybe in yeah. Harry Potter. Um, but she's just... She this, is This trunchful. is almost like an Oscar-worthy performance. <laughs> she's just so convincing and just so in it all the time. It's just like, you know, she's obviously having fun. You can mm. see that she's having oh, yeah. fun. But it's it's just she really gives it her all and it's mm. just, it's a really convincing performance. You're never really taken out of the moment when yeah. you're watching it, it.
0: In a way, just as you were saying that, it reminded me, I want to compare it to Oliver Reed's performance in in, in Oliver yeah, as um, as Bill Sykes because that's, again, a film with a lot of frippery and like, yeah. pe- like you've got Fagin being very silly mm. and you've got Bill Sykes who's just all serious, yeah. all just this horrible person and like Trunchbull, Pam Ferris as Trunchbull kind of nails both yeah. in this film. Like, you, you're right. She is genuinely terrifying. Somehow they managed to always shoot her so that her nose just looks like <laughs> it's going to hurt you. It's yeah. amazing. Um, but, but then she does have those moments of, like, silliness, like doing the voices. Some of the best yeah. one-liners of any character in a yeah, film. Yeah,
2: just all the insults that she comes Are up with. so you know, They're so yeah. good. Um,
0: um, I, uh, what, she actually swears at one point, though. I made a note. She, what did about she it? say? You piss worm. Yes. Yeah. Is
2: that technically a swear word? Well, oh, that counted as swearing in my
1: yeah. house. Ah, that okay. was a swear oh, jar. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was definitely... I don't know what house you were raised in, now, <laughs> but...
1: I thought shut up was a swear word until I was about 10. Okay, <laughs> so you know. That kind of house. Maybe,
0: maybe completely the other way. But um, but yeah, the, yeah the, the use of language, which again feeds through from the original book, but it's yeah. fantastic. Mm. And just constantly like on these children's backs you know like fill this space what are you doing 60 lines Uh, yeah Yeah.
1: you've really got to i think you've really got to commend her for i mean i don't know her filmography terribly terribly well apart from this and also call the midwife um but you've got to commend an actress who is slightly older and probably not what you'd call classically beautiful her Mm to take a film role that she probably looked at and went, yeah, this might be the big one where she looks just so feral yeah. all the time. And yeah. that's going to be the one that everyone knows her mm. for. That's kind of a brave choice. Mm. It
0: is. Yeah. I mean, the other thing film wise that she's massively known for is she is in the third Harry Potter film,
2: Oh yes, which course, is basically oh, the, hard, same which is the same role as yeah. this. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, she's, she, she just does an absolutely fantastic job. Mm. It's, it's partly like the the makeup that they have done on her. It's it's all the small touches, like yes, the fact that yeah. she has the little moustache, the tiny moustache, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the, the like the, the mole, the, of yeah. yeah, the and the, the blotchy tooth yeah.
2: that's yeah. a little bit, yeah,
0: yeah. Everything's been like accentuated to just make her seem terrifying. Yeah, that, that's just, she
3: is. She's, she's so genuinely repulsive. frightening.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. And she's yeah. just she's just great. And you know, I mean, we we don't see her in enough things. So I'm no. just gonna say. Thank you, Pam Ferris, because this is just amazing. <laughs> Similarly amazing. I mean, I don't think there's anyone who's a bad actor in this film. No, um, oh, not really. But, but Mara yeah. Wilson.
2: Oh, she's lovely. Yeah, wonderful. she's really lovely. Yeah, like as as mm. a
0: child actor, mm. um, we've we, the most recent films we've had you on for. We've had a lot mm. of uh, child, child actors. actors. Yeah. Um, how did Mara Wilson kind of rank for you alongside some of those other ones?
2: Oh, I think. Uh, yeah, she's she's somewhere. She's above uh above Peter Ostrom. Yep. Maybe on the same level as Julie Dawn Cole, who played Veruca Salt, maybe a little okay. bit higher, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's um she's really good. Mm. Um and she's just she's very genuine. Mm. Um and uh yeah, I feel like she's just just very innocent very like i said very genuine it doesn't ever seem like she's being coached or or, you know kind of walked through it she doesn't
1: have that look in her eyes of going i must remember this line i must remember this line or Mum will get mad i've I've been told to walk over here at this point and that's what
2: i'm doing yeah it's just it's it's always you know very convincing and the mark of a good performer and a good child performer is that you don't think about their performance i guess Mm. and you don't do it with any of the kids Uh, no, they're all. You've got really got yeah, they're the all, all really Lavenders
0: good. Lavender's great. Um, uh, Bruce Bogtrotter um, <laughs> is fantastic. Just, just you know, they're, they're all extremely the believable. The one
1: who's weirdly, the one who's slightly awkward is. Hortensia or Hortense, the one who's a little bit older, older than the yeah, rest of them, yeah. she's the most awkward out of the lot.
0: But even then, I. Would, but it's I, only a
2: tiny. Yeah, bit. But she does look like a Quentin Blake illustration <laughs> <She> <laughs> come to
0: yeah. life as well. <laughs> which, <She's... laughs> which I think is really lovely that they've leaned into that with yeah. with those looks, taking yeah. that kind of illustration style because obviously the drawing of Matilda, she's quite pointy. She's mm. got quite a, uh, a large pointy nose. Yeah. Now, they, obviously, we don't have that with Mara Wilson, but the fact they really sort of like lather that on thick on the adults um and then yeah having basically like you know all the kids they had these strange names and all these quite strange looks as well like not like obviously bruce was a a larger child but Mm. he was a larger child who had the weird haircut as well like everything was layered where nobody quite looked like a normal child you had uh, amanda with the the pigtails and the massive glasses like it
1: is a little fairy tale still yeah yeah like modern fairy tale Hmm. yeah
0: yeah everything's just that little bit heightened and it's, mm. and it's fantastic. But it
1: works all together. It works perfectly because yeah. everyone's got it. Nobody, mm. you're not looking at anyone going, oh, that's not right. They shouldn't yeah, be there. Yeah. Why are they wearing that? Mm.
2: Yeah, it's almost like you're looking through, it, through a child's point of view where, like yeah. you said, everything's heightened, everything's kind of exaggerated. Mm. And I think the colour palette as well is really... Um, kind of nicely plays into that like you've got you know these hideous bright colors for the parents and then you know matilda and miss Wormwood and kind of you know your subdued kind of like reds and pinks and whatnot mm. and then trunchbull in all her grace and <laughs> yeah, so and much gris. khakis yeah, and blues and yeah.
0: yep. um, we haven't really touched on miss honey yet who again i would say is arguably she's caricatured again in mm. just being like all all good yeah like uh but but she's she's a really interesting character in that she's clearly very traumatized by what, what happened to her father father and her mother and obviously having aunt Trunchbull and it's, you know, hinted at um, quite strongly throughout the film that she was abused as a child Mm. specifically with the line, I broke your arm once Jen, I'll do it again. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, it's a really interesting performance that she's got going on here though. Mm. uh, Miss honey, because Again, I don't think that performance works in in another in another film of this of this nature. I think I think yeah. it's it's very I I almost want to say it's quite two-dimensional, but not yeah. in a negative way.
2: Yeah, it's a hard one I think to to pull off convincingly in that, you know, you've got you typically with these characters with like a trauma background or a, a complex past that that's supposed to you know kind of play into their current character and you know you have a bit of bitterness or residual trauma trauma or whatnot and she's not a character that has that she's just you know purely like you said two-dimensional she's just Mm -hmm. she's just good um and you know the the past is kind of in the past basically it's not really affecting but you can see that she's
1: clearly still very frightened yeah trunchbull like she won't and it's funny watching it as an adult, you're like, you're an, you're an adult. Mm. You can pick up and leave or you can go into the house and do mm. what you want. Yeah. But then again, watching it as an adult and thinking, oh, it's because you've got some form of traumatic stress that yeah. has followed yeah. you because this woman was just hideous to you for so many years. Mm. Mm. There's mm. this
0: history of abuse there which is is stopping her from doing anything. She's, she's trapped by Trunchbull. The fact that she's working in for the Trunchbull. school yeah. for Trunchbull is... Quite horrifying, yeah. In some respects, and a lot of her language towards Matilda, um, you know, is saying you know some people would get scared. Basically, saying I'm, I'm scared. scared, yeah. And it's it's really heartbreaking um, seeing that. And I think it then makes it quite edifying when when we get the resolution of Trunchbull being removed because hmm. yeah, it just I don't know. It, it, watching this film, it just felt like it was a very very contemporary film. A lot of the yeah. issues that it touched on. Um, yeah. I I was also... One of the things that struck me before, which I hadn't really noticed before, is that this is a film which is predominantly uh, female characters.
3: Mm. Um, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's a female lead. It's a female antagonist. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, really the only big male character in this film is, is Danny DeVito as mm. Mr. Wormwood, who is, you know, a big role in the film. But it's a very female-led film and it it almost feels as though i mean obviously the book was was written in this way but as a film it feels as though it was maybe 15 20 years ahead of its time when we are looking at a lot of films these days where they're trying to almost push saying you know having a female-led thing like the reboot of the ghostbusters Mm. or things like Mm. that yeah um and I, I just wanted to I suppose touch on obviously as as I, I'm not a lady uh, <laughs> but I wanted to touch on obviously uh with, with you two how how that I, I guess how that how it felt seeing that or, or mm. how it how it read for you
2: I mean for me not having seen the musical um I think one of the big downsides of the musical for me not having seen it is that trunchbull is usually a, a man like a male yeah. actor yeah and i think that's a that's a shame really because you don't really get many stories like this where there's you know a lot of strong female characters interacting but and the, so, they're
1: never in the i think i'm about to sneeze they never in the <laughs> stage or in the musical it's never um like she's a man in drag, yeah. that is never, it's yeah. very much, this is Miss Trunchbull, was a woman. Mm. And I think that the reason they do it is because in the film, well, one of the reasons that they might do it, is because in the film you can have all those shots that are yeah. angled upwards yeah. showing the sheer physicality of the character. And on stage, it is unlikely that you will have a female, not like that you won't, but it's mm. unlikely that you'll have a female actress who is so much bigger than the rest of the cast. So when you yeah. have a man playing it, Trunchbull comes out and you're like, oh my God, it's Miss Trunchbull. She's huge.
3: That, and that, you're genuinely and That's a fair scared. point. That is a yeah. fair point. But I like, just I think it's a shame, shame about that the...
2: like, you know, the roles for women in music theatre are just yeah. so mm-hmm. cookie cutter that it would be nice to have, you know, a bit of variation in that.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's one of those things where it, it does work, after having seen the musical as yeah. well, like having a... Because they add, Uh, there's
1: another female character in the musical. Oh, is there? Yes. Yes. uh, Is it the trapeze artist? Yes. Um, Who are kind of Miss Honey's, they change the backstory a little but it's Miss Honey's parents. Mm. Oh, okay. So Matilda's like, she makes up this fantastical story of, I want to say the magician.
0: Yeah, I think it's like a magician and a trapeze artist, or they're both working in a circus, and yeah, it's it's and basically and... their their backstory and how they had a child, and then both died tragically, and that was still Trunchbull's fault. Trunchbull was somebody involved in the circus. Oh, okay, I see. Um, so the wo- she's like the strong man. <laughs> yeah, it it is something like that. Okay, um, and it's. Again, it's one of those things where it works really well because it's a stage show and you get mm. to, you know... You can suspend the disbelief. You yeah. can suspend that disbelief a yeah. bit more easily. But at the same time, as, as I was watching this, I was thinking about the fact that it is a, a man that plays Miss Trunchbull. And it, it's sort of in that, that tradition of almost like the pantomime dame. Where, yeah, you know, or like the some,
2: Monty Python, you know. Um, yeah,
0: like, you know, a, a, a grown man dressed as a lady is just generally quite funny, um, <laughs> just in a theatrical sense. It, it's quite funny seeing the running around and being silly and it it works in this sense but yeah at the same time all I was thinking was you don't see this very often yeah you, you don't. don't you don't see a film where essentially the three main characters are female but they're not all friends mm. you know like you know yeah. it's, it's not well, like a, not yeah, yeah
1: just a vague sort of variation on the one thing yeah yeah Which and, is but, what sorry, you can have with a film like this you can have female characters in so many different ways and you know no one looks at it and goes oh clearly that one female character is meant to represent all women and that's not true mm. yeah because you have so many you have the villain who is gross but she's allowed to be mm. she's allowed to be quite masculine and yeah. because matilda's mother is very she's ultra feminine with the hair and the nails and the, even more hair mm. but she's still a villain in a different yeah. way yeah
0: yeah even things like the the cook. She's in one scene yeah. with a giant yeah. cake and all she does is say, see it, <laughs> lunch." That's all she does. But she's allowed to be gross and like foul looking. And it's yeah. all, it's, its it just really struck me watching this mm. where I went, there's just not a lot of things like this. And maybe that's partly one of the reasons why Matilda is a bit special.
2: Yeah. And particularly in the 90s as well. You know, yeah. I remember growing up with things like, you know, the Ninja Turtles and... Things like that where it was just, if there was a female character, there was one.
1: Yeah. And she was like the plucky, I'll do what you say because that sounds great. Yeah. And like
2: you never really had any female representation. I mean, I don't know what it was like for you, Anna, but growing up for me, I felt like that was a big thing that was lacking. Um, So it would have been nice as a child to have seen something like this um, and just to to have those different women and different types of women, you know, um, represented and, and being like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to be the one stock female character on the side agreeing yeah. with the men, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I was very feminist growing up. So oh, that's no, my... I, I grew up in a household of like all, all women. women. So. <laughs> mm.
0: But yeah, so it's, it, it, it was just a really interesting thing. That said, though, some great male supporting characters, oh, mm, the, the FBI definitely. agents. Oh, yeah,
1: I, they were really so good. good. Yeah, but, I forgot they were in it so much. Mm.
0: Yeah, they're, they're great, though. Um, and also the fact that, like, Mrs. Wormwood thinks they're speedboat salesmen. <laughs>
1: we don't live near a lake.
3: They're uh, cops.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, but they're just really lovely, the way they're just acting like they're from a different film almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I'm, well, let me use the camera. Do you know how to use the camera? Do you know how to do the white balance? Just they're in their own yeah. world, and it's so lovely just seeing these two um, just having fun mm-hmm. and clearly being these very serious sort of, like... Um, personality-less drones, uh, but but still injecting a sense of fun into it.
2: And constantly getting foiled by a six-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they kind of reminded me of the beekeepers from the episode in The Simpsons. You know, it was like, <laughs> you know, bees suggest noise. No noise means no bees. You know?
0: yeah. <laughs> to the bee-mobile. You mean your Chevy? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, they were lovely. And one of them was Pee-wee Herman. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't realize until um, until I watched this one. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's old Pee-wee there. Um, doing his thing, yeah, just mm. having a fun time. I do feel sorry for Michael, um, Matilda's brother, yes, because yes. um, he, despite the fact you know, he's like a typical older brother, you know, he's flicking carrots at her and calling her. Um, it, what did he call her because it sounded like Dickhead?
1: Uh, it was Dipface,
0: Dipface. I kept thinking he was going Dickface, like we've got to be really careful, yeah, this. this is a
2: PG film, guys, come mm-hmm. on.
0: Um, but I do feel sorry for him because he's not ultimately that bad. Uh, No, he's he's not. And his last line in the film is, what, I'm going to be an only child? Like, (laughs) I feel as though he's, like Matilda, he's been quite neglected as well, Mm. but wasn't blessed with being brilliant from birth. Yeah. And I think that's quite sad. And, you know, it's not the point of the story because the story is about about Matilda. But I think it is quite sad that, you know, he's had to relocate to Guam.
1: Mm. Of all places. Of all places.
0: And, like, get pulled away. And he doesn't get the the magical Miss Honey connection to to live a, a happy life.
1: And it's funny actually now thinking about it that you've mentioned a lot of the other characters have got quite a heightened or slightly skew if look to them. He looks his costume wise, they're entirely normal. Like yeah. there is nothing he looks like any sort of what nine ten year old from the nineties. Mm. Mm. Like his haircut's not weird. He just wears like a normal baseball cap. He just got yeah. shorts and t shirt the whole time. Mm.
2: There is nothing fantastical about him. Yeah, He's just there. maybe it's sort of implied that he'll grow into that, you know. Yeah. Um, but maybe room for a sequel. We'll see his life oh, in Guam, no. <laughs>
0: where he discovers he has power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fun, fun fact, though. Obviously, the uh, Guam is technically a U.S. territory, so I don't know why they thought running away to Guam would be a good idea. <laughs> oh, Was yeah. it a U.S. territory it's, in the nineties? Yeah. I
1: think they've had oh. it a while.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's not a state, but it's you know, I'm pretty sure the FBI would have some level of jurisdiction yeah. there. So I don't know yeah. if that's either just incidental or a great joke <laughs> that they'd run away to Guam. I feel
2: like everything else in the
1: film was so deliberate. Yeah. That that, yeah. Hopefully that is as well.
0: That's well, true. Yeah,
2: in the in the book down, they go to Spain?
0: Yes, um, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose maybe that's just America's Spain. Yeah. Guam. <laughs> Which is also America. Yes. But yeah, I, I mean, they wouldn't know that though. So yeah, it's, it's just a really lovely film. Um, are, are there any... Are there any particular moments that stand out for you, though? Like, um, like for me, it's it, Matilda learning her powers mm. is really, really great imagery and quite strong and still holds up, considering these are special yeah. effects which are m- over 20 years old. Yeah, it's yeah, not good. too bad. Like, by and large, you know, okay, there's a bit where it's like, ah, oh, the stop motion's not great there, or, you know, those poker chips don't look real, but... <laughs> it mostly holds up and for yeah. me I think because you're not really well.
1: watching in that scene especially you're watching her yeah. and mm. her face and how yeah. much fun she's having
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but is there, are, are there any sort of moments from the film that massively stand out for you
1: I think just the stuff in the library because when I was I mean now slightly less because who has time for anything but when I was young I read everything and anything I could get my hands on like a book a day kind of reading mm. Mm and i always loved that about matilda that there was a character in a book who read books as much as i did Mm. and like i obviously couldn't identify with the like terrible parents (laughs) and the awful home situation because mine were great and are great but yeah just always the stuff about the books and how that wasn't something that she was made fun of by the right people for like miss honey thought it was wonderful and encouraged it Mm. and i funnily enough at my university we had an open day a about a month and a half ago. And I saw one of my old primary school teachers there. He was there with his daughter, who's now about 17 or 18. And literally the second thing he said to me was after, how are you? He went, are you still reading a book a day? Aww. I was like, oh my God, you remembered. Mm. That's so So gorgeous. just to, yeah, that part I've always really loved, yeah. oh, the lovely. reading.
0: Carmen, was there anything from, from this that, that yeah, obviously it's your first time mm. watching, but is there something from this film that you feel was like, that's a very striking moment or bit of imagery
2: i mean the the chocolate cake scene is just such a quintessential <laughs> matilda mm. moment and it's it's the one you always see like referenced on social media and and yeah. whenever anyone talks about this film it's the chocolate mm. cake scene and,
0: it's and such i remember a big cake
2: yeah it's a so massive it cake. Looks disgusting i know mm. it's just it's again it's wonderful cinematography you get these close ups so of just clever. like the cake and it's just it doesn't look like cake you mm. know it looks like something else that might come out after you eat cake and it's just yeah it's just these shots and it's just you know the music just sounds like someone's going to vomit and mm. oh it's just wonderful and um, then later when she's in her house eating her own cake yeah and it's just as
1: disgusting as him yeah because yeah. she's smearing it into her face mm. Mm.
0: one thing i never noticed until until this watching of it is that when they lift the the lid off the cake it it wobbles a bit because yeah. it's that big that it just slightly catches the side of the tray and it just wobbles in like the most disgusting <laughs> oh. fatty way <laughs> wobble. yeah and it's just oh man it's like it's the best cake i yeah. think we've seen in any of the films we've done on the podcast it's 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 sensational mm. it is right up there
2: um my youtube video for this episode oh yes yes
0: sorry carmen uh, always supplies a, yes, YouTube video. a youtube
2: video every episode um mm. so uh this week it's uh binging with babish where he recreates matilda's cake um mm. and it looks amazing oh, it's God. actually he, he you know, she says, uh, "Oh, the cook's blood and sweat went into this cake, and he literally puts his blood in there." Oh but wow! Oh, he that... puts like a drop of blood oh, in okay. it. Yeah. Oh, that's alright then. Um, as long as he's the only one yeah, eating it. Yeah, he's the, the one eating it. So, Otherwise, yeah. that feels illegal. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. But it's a really good episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go. So that that is your recommendation for the week, folks, yep. regarding YouTube. Um, the the other thing, just in terms of the outstanding moments, is I forgot how long the chase around the houses when they break oh, into
2: it. genuinely it's frightening. Very, yeah, mm. it is. It really is. I mean, we were oh. talking before the podcast Anna, you and I are both big fans of horror movies. Yeah. That was like descent level <laughs> suspense. Really oh my god, god, oh god. Yeah, it's it's really. Again, like I, I did not Just anticipate being so caught up in the suspense for that, but yeah. Every door is locked. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, this is the end. <laughs> We're
0: but, all dead. But I also like it's only locked for Matilda and Miss Honey because yeah, Trunckel just, just yanks yeah. it off. I loved her superhuman strength. Oh, it was so it good. Was, and like, but the, you believe it. Yeah.
2: You're not like, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. She couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like when she throws a child, you're like, no, nah, yeah. she yeah, could. Yeah, just and, picking
2: up the car and, you know, yeah. pushing it down the road. And jumping
0: know, like. off the first floor, uh, onto the first floor landing, onto yep. the, into the hallway and everything's oh. shaking and like, Uh, matilda's in another room and the camera shakes it's it's so well told There's so much great visual humor and techniques used it's Um, a bit like
1: now i think about it the scene in the witches of eastwick Mm. where uh jack nicholson is spoilers everyone who hasn't seen this film from the 80s um he he's the devil and he's sort of like half turning it and he's like chasing the witches around this massive mansion and Mm. he like every step he takes the floor is shaking because he's just got all this i now i'm thinking about it i'm like "Ah, that's probably
2: (laughs) where he got that from bit of a homage Hmm. yeah yeah
0: but yeah it's just it's just lovely little effects like that and of course the iconic line um spelling difficulty mrs d mrs i mrs f f i and then just why are all these women married?
1: <laughs> which, as a kid, you don't get that line. As an yeah. adult, I'm like, oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I feel as though Trunchbull could have been a force for good had, had yeah. life turned out mm. another way. She's. She's not even smart.
1: like Ms. Trunchbull. She's Miss. Yeah. Yet, which is very definite mm. that there was no suggestion of a man ever happening mm. around her.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, it's. Um, it, it 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 is an interesting one, I suppose, looking at, at the use of because obviously you have Miss Trunchbull and Miss Honey, yeah, mm. um, and they're both very much in that sense. They're very much used the the Miss title to indicate that they are alone. Yeah, but yeah. I feel as though that that okay, I feel like Miss Honey is alone. I feel like Miss Trunchbull is the human embodiment of solitude. Like it's it's yes. a, it's sort of um,
1: she's not lonely, whereas Miss Honey is also lonely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They are very different types of miss, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, it's um yeah, it's it again, it's just the use of language. It's really lovely. Yeah. And language being so important, Matilda realising that she is agency because Mr. Wormwood says when a person is bad as opposed yeah. to when a child is bad. And yeah. oh, that's just great. Yeah. It's just ah, oh, syntax. <laughs> yeah. I just I just love the way they play with it. How do you guys think that this particular adaptation of uh, a Roald Dahl book to film stands up against some of the others? So there's things like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. I have
2: not seen that. Oh, well. Anna, what are you doing? Not watching films. Apparently. Yeah, well, go
0: back about 15 episodes because <laughs> yeah. we did that one. We, we got, did. Yeah, yeah. We,
2: uh, we, we... we got Heroes during the movie. Oh. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah,
0: it was great. Um, but yeah, you've got that. You've got um, the James and the Giant Peach Oh, I haven't uh, seen that one actually. Oh.
1: That's quite good.
0: Oh,
2: okay. yeah, I quite I like watch that, one.
1: that one.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, but like in terms of some of those other ones though, um, where do you, where do you think this, this sort of sits amongst the the roll film? films? I think it's up there with the witches.
1: Yeah, I was literally in gonna terms say of the like witches. Just good solid
2: films. And yeah. and faithful like yes. to the book. I mean the witches probably less faithful, but mm. like just that capturing that sense of childhood Ching. terror and
1: female villains. Yeah, that's another great
2: one. Oh my mm. god, when um, what's her name, Angelica Houston, takes that oh, mask off. Oh. off. oh, yeah. <laughs> talk about horror movies. <laughs> thought yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, um.
0: Yeah. For me, um, just thinking about it. Did I review see the BFG that was done a couple of years ago?
2: No, I didn't see that.
0: I.
1: No, I started it, watching it, that a while ago, and then I got bored.
0: Right. Okay, because um, I went and saw that in the cinema, and I was just completely shocked by the film. I mm. I, I went and saw it with uh, Ellen, um, who's on this podcast quite a lot, and we both just didn't speak for about five ten minutes afterwards because ah. we were both so blown away with with that film. Mm. Like I absolutely loved it, and so like I didn't
1: give it a good enough chance.
0: Well, I I think I think seeing it in the cinema was was quite important in that sense i I don't know how i haven't watched it again since but i remember that really sort of it felt so much like the book Mm. what they did with that film and you i I didn't get that same sense with this film because because of the change of of setting yeah that's true yeah but i also think it's it's a very good film Like I think it's 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 a weird one where most of the others evoke the books more strongly. Yeah, Um, this one doesn't, but in a way, almost benefits from that.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a really enjoyable film. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's. I don't know if there's been a bad adaptation. Uh, the Second Jolly and the Cho- Chocolate yeah, Factory aside, seen yeah. that one. Well, I know <laughs> Roald
2: Dahl hated, you know, the uh, Gene Wilder adaptation. True. Um, oh, did he? I think he was around for the Witches. He wasn't around for um, this no, adaptation, no. Matilda. But uh, I think he was. He gave the tick of approval to Witches, but not um, Good. Willy Wonka and well, the Chocolate Factory. I think. Factory. The,
0: I think the problem with that one though was that um, when when they asked him who he wanted to play Willy Wonka is he said Spike Milligan. Mm. Like, that would have been his ideal person. Yeah. And Spike Milligan... He would have been good. And G- yeah, but Spike Milligan and Gene Wilder are very different performers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I can sort of understand him really not liking that version of uh, yeah, yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But, but at the same time, I think he was wrong. Cause, yeah, it's, <laughs> cause it's really an like awesome it. film. Yeah. yeah, And like, Gene Wilder is great, but in a whole different way. Yeah. And I suppose, like, as the author, you can embrace... He's
1: very... a more, in a more American way. Yeah,
0: yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Which,
1: which
2: makes you think, what would he think about this film?
1: Yeah, but this—I feel like this was a film that was definitely made with love. Mm. Yeah, and you can just see from the amount yeah. of times that Danny DeVito's name pops up yeah. in the credits, <laughs> he loved this film. Yeah, and he did everything he could to yeah. make it right. I also—I th- also
0: think this film—it—it it sticks so strongly to the points of the book. I—I yes. I, I guess maybe that 1972. Um, Chocolate Factory film didn't do that. Yeah, quite possibly. Whereas this is like, it's anti-television. It's yep. anti-stupid oh, yeah. Yeah. adults. Um, not as anti-television as the musical, I think.
1: That's There's a whole song about that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Everything I learnt, I learnt from telly. The bigger <laughs> t- the telly, the smarter the man. Yeah. You can see from my big telly quite what a clever fella I am. It's a lovely song. <laughs> oh. It's... oh, let's go watch the musical. Right?
1: I, <laughs> I cried at the musical. I Did burst you? into tears. Oh. In the... There's a song. I don't know if you know the soundtrack at all. Garland.
2: Uh, no, just that one song. Um, that the that kids Steven sing. Stephen just sang. No, <laughs> that the kids sing the the little bit naughty. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: There's a song. It's called uh, "When I Grow Up," mm-hmm. and it's all the kids singing all the things they want to do when they grow up. And half of it's like normal things, and other half is like kid stuff. Yeah. They think they'll be able to do. Mm-hmm. And there's just a wonderful part where. They're sort of on swings and then the adult chorus members who are also dressed in school uniforms, they come down on swings as well and they're all singing together. And I was like, oh boy, oh. here we go. <laughs> yeah. Time to cry for all my childhood dreams. Wow. it was just so beautiful. I, I have yeah. to agree
0: because they also get Miss Honey to sing as part of that.
1: Yeah, I think she kind of trails off at the end. She
0: comes in and sort of sings about when I grow up, I'll I'm, be brave. I'm going to be brave and strong and then yeah. she's
1: like, and I- I'm not and I didn't do it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. That is oh. a really... Really oh. emotional song. Yeah. Um,
1: and I cried when she was sitting in her little hut singing about how she had all the things she needed. Mm. And it was like oh. one cup of tea and a kettle yeah. and a box that she's like, it can be a table for my marking or I can put my books on it if I want. And that's all I really need. And I was yeah. like, no, Miss Honey. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Don't so live the life more. of a uni student.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to move on. you yes. uh, yeah. It's, a bitch. Yeah, it's, but it's is, it is just lovely. And I think it's a testament to to the tale that it can have all these different adaptions and succeed in those areas like the musical is is by and large considered a great modern musical like mm-hmm. you know not 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 as important as something like hamilton but you know it, it's considered it's like there. it's, definitely it's successful there. it's enjoyable you know I've, I've i think i've only heard one person that didn't necessarily like it but they also didn't hate it they were kind of mm-hmm. like eh, it, it, it just wasn't for them yeah, yeah. um yeah, and then obviously this film is very well loved, particularly by uh, you know people of our generation mm-hmm. who were around the right age for when it came out. And the book, turning thirty years old, is is very well loved by obviously thirty years worth of kids, but also uh, teachers as well. Yeah, it's commonly cited as being one of their one of the great books for by primary school teachers. Yeah, it's just a wonderful story.
1: It really is. It's, it's almost like no matter what the adaptation is, as long as you get Matilda herself right. Then mm-hmm. the magic is her, and then everything can sort of form around that. Yeah. Because yeah. imagine being a little girl or a little boy watching this movie, and you perhaps haven't grown up in the best household, and you watch it and you hear the line of Mr. Wormwood saying, If a person is bad, then, you know, a person should be punished, and thinking, Oh, it's not just me, it's yeah. there are other people out there, and look what Matilda did and what mm. I could do. Mm. Yeah, uh, how much and Miss Honey's very much on about even when she doesn't think Matilda's powers are real she's talking about you know it's wonderful that you think whatever mm. power you have in you is so strong and you should hold on to that yeah. and not let yeah. people diminish it mm. and that's a really important yeah. thing that they just kind of snuck in there yeah mm. there's
0: there's a little line when uh, Matilda's by herself with the books after she's been told off by her dad for not engaging in the family because she was reading Moby Dick Moby what? <laughs> um, but <laughs> When she's she's you know she's she's having a little cry and the narration is that you know like princesses with long hair and dragons yeah. maybe the friends like she see, reads about in books are also not real mm-hmm. and I was like oh don't do that Danny DeVito that's making me very <laughs> upset watching this please don't do that um, yeah yeah it's it's a bit of a, a, a tearjerker in some senses but it's it's also it's incredibly joyous mm, it I'm is just, yeah, yeah I just really like this film. Yeah. Um would you guys like some trivia about Matilda? Yes, yes please. Go on. Okay. We're going to start on a bit of a bummer. Oh um, no. Yeah. Um unfortunately, uh, oh. Ma- Mara Wilson's mum, uh Susie Wilson, uh died of breast cancer whilst this film was being made. Oh. Um so she was quite sick and going through lots of treatment mm. while the film was being made and passed away before the film was finished. Um uh mara did finish the filming yeah. they, they still finished everything on on track um on, and on time um there's a dedication to obviously susie in the mm-hmm. credits and whilst obviously um mara's mother was going through this treatment and obviously her father was working and trying to look after the mum um yeah and there
1: are, she's got other siblings I she's think, got other she? siblings yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow, all
0: that, that would just be so but uh, so rough. danny devito and uh, Rhea perlman let her stay over at their house mm. on like between shoots, that oh, kind wow. of thing. So like they yeah. got very actively involved mm. in, um, in their life and it's just really lovely to hear yeah. about. And it's just like, Oh, I love these people so much. Yeah.
1: And Danny DeVito, I'm sure this is the second mm. half of your fact, but I'm stealing it. Yeah. Um, he arranged for before Mara's mum passed away, um, her to watch a screening of the yeah. film. So that is so nice. She could see what yeah. her daughter had done, and yeah. I was like, "Oh no!"
0: Mm. That that's oh, just, yeah, it's just like
2: they're good people. They are. Yeah, yeah. they are.
0: Which is partly yes. why I like that reassurance of having the narrator there. Yeah, yeah, so no, that's it's, fair. No, it's
2: okay. That's they that's are good enough. people. Yeah. yeah, It's He just, is actually fun. He has a genuine interest in Matilda. awful people. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's yeah. It's just lots of respect for for all the people on this film for that yeah. that reason alone. Uh, the picture of Miss Honey's father, Magnus, is actually a portrait of Roald Dahl, the author of Matilda. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. a big old picture of Roald that's flying around. <laughs> it and... must
2: have been like during the RAAF days. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's very young. Yeah. He's quite a part of dish, actually. I know, yeah. I thought, oh, Roald Dahl. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously, he, he passed away before this film was made. Mm. He would have loved that. I bet he would have I, absolutely reckon, I loved I think he would it. Cuz that portrait, sh- the shot of the portrait flying down, is very spooky. Mm. It's very confronting. And I feel like Roald Dahl be the sort of person that would really enjoy frightening someone like <laughs> Trunchbull.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um in the making of segment on the DVD, Danny DeVito reveals that um for the chalk to write by itself, they wrote the letters backwards on the opposite side of the chalkboard and then put a magnet on the chalk. <gasps> oh.
1: Oh, oh my okay. gosh, that's so
2: clever. So
0: someone stands behind the chalkboard and writes the words backwards with this device. And oh, and then
2: they play it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's I did clever. wonder if it was to do with magnets. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't work out how they would, how they would do it. But yeah, yeah it's, that makes it, sense.
0: It's really clever. Because yeah, I read that and I went, that, that wasn't CG? What? Oh, okay.
1: Which I guess is why it still looks so good. Mm. Yeah.
0: Because it, it, there are obviously bits of CG in there with like, yeah. the dusters flying and um, some of the, like the quick shots. Yeah. But yeah, reading that to practical effect is just like, oh, that's fantastic. And it's so yeah. simple. Yeah, so simple but looks great. And uh, just and particularly with all the shutters going as well, mm, like yeah. that, that's really nightmarish. yeah Like, yeah, I think old Danny Vito could make a very good horror film if he put his mind to it.
2: Quite possibly, yeah.
0: Um Pam Ferris would often stay in character when the director called oh, no. cut. Oh. Uh, this was in an attempt to scare the children on set so that their fear of Trunchbull would be genuine when the camera was still rolling.
2: She is Oliver Reed. If she Oliver is Oliver Reed's <laughs> fed Mark Lester chocolate cake.
0: Yes.
2: I mean, that's uh, quite that's quite a smart idea, though, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I'd just be like, it's okay, to, kids. I'd have to, to nice. leave. I'd yeah. just have to be like, I have to go. I'll be back. Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, man. It just... I'm now trying to imagine switching the casting so pam ferris in oliver <laughs> and oliver reed dressed as miss trunchbull oh uh, my
2: god i can't imagine which one of those i'd want to watch first mm.
0: oh i think oliver reed would be genuinely terrifying like oh, get be like brilliant bashing the car and going wormwood i think
1: pam ferris would do a pretty good job in oliver
0: yeah she'd be pretty good scary <laughs> um as a child miss honey had a doll named lissy doll the producer of the film is Roald Dahl's widow, Lissy Dahl. Mm. It's wordplay like that. I that quite like that. Gets ticks yeah. from me. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, the homemade doll that Matilda had was designed by Mara Wilson. Oh.
3: Super
2: creepy. Mm. Did not yeah, like it. Look, especially when it started oh, moving on its own. Yeah.
0: Uh, her name is Wanda, by the oh. way. Oh, right. So yeah, but yeah, Mara Wilson made that doll. Which...
2: Wanda the weird doll.
0: Mm. <laughs> Um the song playing in the car with the FBI agents as Matilda passes is um featured in Pee-wee's Big Adventure which <laughs> is uh, just quite nice.
2: I yeah. did not pick up on that at all. Yeah. This this was after Pee-wee's Big
0: Adventure wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, this was about 10 years yeah. after so oh, oh, okay, this is exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, the scene where Bruce Bogtrotter is forced to eat chocolate cake took so long to film that the call sheet just had an infinity symbol written at the start of the times. <laughs> I mean like in fairness, like I don't know, he would have had to have had a very big spit bucket. Yeah. Oh.
2: Oh. Yeah. And a lot of cake. And like
0: because, you know, I I'm not I don't want to make aspersions on the actor that played Bruce Pogtrotter, but when you're a kid, I mm. can imagine you going, No, it's fine, I'll do it. I'll eat the whole it. thing. Yeah. Kind of like um in Groundhog Day, Bill Murray didn't With use the, the spit bucket. Sponge cake. Yeah. <laughs> So he just ate a load of sponge cake and got really sick, yeah. <laughs> making Groundhog Day. Um, but oh, yeah.
2: I really hope it also wasn't like Willy Wonka where they just left the chocolate out. Oh my God, you no, know, surely. Shoot, it was the 90s. Go on, oh. please. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's okay. We know oh. that we know that, that guy turned out all right. And if you've seen the video of the reunion from 2013, you know that Bruce Brockton turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very good looking young man these days. Um in stark contrast to their characters, as we said, Danny DeVito and Rhea Pillman became very close to Mara Wilson during the production. Um, one of the things that they had to do is that um, Mara Wilson was very self-conscious about the dancing for the little bitty pretty one. Aww. So for that sequence, Danny DeVito had the entire cast and crew dance along with her Aww. on the set. So obviously we can't see them, but they that were is all...
2: so precious. That is really gorgeous.
0: Yeah. So again, big ticks. <laughs> <laughs> um... In the credits on the DVD version, uh, the Newt is listed as playing as being played by Mr. Speaker Sir Isaac and Wayne, mm-hmm. Aww. in reference to <laughs> That's very uh, clever. Newt Gingrich, uh, who was the uh, Speaker for the U.S. House of Representatives, <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> And Wayne Newton, the singer.
2: I thought it was just someone's collection of pets that would just say, "Yeah, this is Mr. Speaker Isaac and Wayne." <laughs> but yeah, and uh, no, I like that. Yeah, yeah finally, that
0: is awesome. we have some alternate casting options uh, only for the role of Harry Wormwood. Okay. So, oh, right. if if Danny was like, "I've got to direct and narrate, and I can't be in it," so mm-hmm. I don't think any of these people are going to be as good as Danny DeVito. So, all I want is, do you think they could have played? An acceptable version. Okay.
1: Sure. It is. Uh
0: Bob Hoskins.
1: Oh yeah. Are they not the same man? They <laughs> are the same man.
0: Bob Hoskins is a bit taller, I think. <laughs> um I
1: uh, yeah. He could have.
0: He could have done it. I think he could have done it. Yeah. Yeah. I would have believed the um the illegal car parts thing more easily. I think <laughs> with Bob Hoskins. It's a bit shadier. Yeah. I would definitely believe it. But no, it. I think he could have done it. Mm. Yeah. Uh Tim Allen.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh my god! What? No. No. no, you've got to have someone. You've got to have someone who is like Danny DeVito or like in the in the book where he's just like a little rat-like man. Yeah, someone who's small. So yeah. how about
0: option number three, Joe Pesci?
2: Okay. Oh, maybe. All right, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: You think this is funny? <laughs> You're not going to, we're a family, Matilda. <laughs> just <laughs> always holding a baseball bat.
1: You've got to have someone that Matilda, like a very small Mara Wilson, can sort of convincingly square up against. Yeah. And if you've got someone who mm. is like a six foot two man, that's just gonna look yep. stupid. Option
0: yep. number four would almost certainly not work in your case then. Right. John Goodman.
2: Oh no. Okay. I no. could I could
0: see him as like a like a scumbag car yeah, salesman. I
2: mean, have you seen the the second Cloverfield movie?
0: Uh, I He's have not. It's
2: terrifying he is genuinely in that. frightening. Okay. Um, so I feel I do wonder if he could pull off frightening in a children's film because yeah, he pulls because it off very well
0: in think, that film I think he could do it but I, I agree with what you say yeah. I think it needs to be someone that that, that Matilda can convincingly almost yeah. square yeah. up to and yeah.
1: looks just no offence to Danny DeVito but looks a little bit ridiculous. Because yeah.
0: oh.
2: Harry Wemwood is kind of a ridiculous character. Yeah. I kind of feel like Tim Roth would do a good job. Oh,
1: I love Tim Roth.
0: Sadly, Tim Roth isn't on this list. Oh, come uh, on. But Robert De Niro is.
1: Okay, all right. No, he feels too genuinely frightening. Yeah. Like he would kill Mitch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no offense.
0: That, yeah, just that bit at the door with Miss Honey. I don't think she'd yeah. have gotten yeah. in the house. No, right. I think yeah. it would have just been, she's your problem now. <laughs> Slams the door. And finally, Bill Murray
2: weren't bill murray oh, and bob like... hoskins like wasn't bill murray the first choice for who played roger Rabbit? so that's kind of interesting mm. that they're, they're both they're, in was contention he? yeah mm. yeah they're all bill sort of murray was um the first choice but they couldn't get in contact with him i don't like bill murray which i know is a controversial opinion that's s- fine so i
0: don't some trust people, him some people don't like bill murray and that's okay i think that he is a perfectly fine if not slightly better than yeah. Yeah. the most comedic actor from from you know the time period that he worked in um i just
1: couldn't see him in a kids film like that yeah, yeah. that that is
0: the thing where i kind of feel like bill murray is like bill murray is for adults yes. i feel as though bill murray he's always yeah. ever
1: so slightly yeah. taking the piss yeah
0: bill murray feels like liquor like yeah. y- you, you have to be a certain age
2: <laughs> to appreciate bill no murray. I, I i agree yeah. with you i i would like to see a screen test I would consider him for a screen uh, test. <laughs> mm. I would not cast him right away, yeah. but I would, I would do a screen test. Yes. I, okay, I'll yeah. give you a screen test. Mm.
0: But ultimately, none of these people. No, they're uh, not the same. No, yeah. no. Danny DeVito is just built for this. Yeah. Um, and obviously, with it being such a passion project for him as well, mm. that he directs it, that he probably like... Do you think he auditioned him. himself? Um, I think it would have been interesting. Uh, I mean, obviously, with with his wife, um, Rhea Perlman being playing his wife in the film as well. I think that would have been potentially an interesting audition process. Um, but
1: it's funny, isn't it? Because those two mm. characters, the Mister and Mrs. Wormwood they're both just awful. Mm. But you do actually get like they're not awful to each other. No, you no, you do get like, get that sense of. Genuine weird affection between. Yeah.
0: Them. yeah, they they argue. They don't necessarily trust each other with things like money. Yeah, you get the sense, obviously, that um, Mrs. Wormwood is quite lonely because she yeah. happily invites the the FBI agent <laughs> slash powerboat salesman in. Um, but yeah, I, I never really got the sense that like like they run away together. Yeah. At the beginning of the film, they collect Matilda from the hospital while complaining together. Yeah. You know, they're like, it's so expensive and the pain. Ah. <laughs> yeah, and like. They fight and they—they they clearly are just amongst the worst people in in this particular world.
1: But it's not like a married with children situation where you're like, "Oh, these people really don't want to yeah, be in the same room yeah. as each other."
0: Yeah, it's not—it's not Ed O'Neill. <laughs> just <laughs> sat with his hands in his pants, going, "Oh, hey, Peg." You know, it's—it's it's, yeah. yeah, it's there is that weird affection that almost yeah. makes you think that they might be okay in Guam.
2: Yeah, right. And I—I'm just so wondering. It's got- TV reception.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. It's all right. And I wonder how much of that is A, acting, or B, because they were married and in love.
0: Yeah. Mm. Could be could be a bit of both. Yeah. Um, so let's score the film. Uh, okay. Carmen, you mm. get to go first because uh, you have not seen the film before No, nope. and are probably the least biased uh, in that okay. sense <laughs> of not having years and years of childhood indoctr- indoctrination. What score would you give Matilda out of 10?
2: Um... See my scoring, uh, my my uh, points uh, system. I was going to go with seven and a half um, newts, but I don't want a half a newt. <laughs> yeah. So, um, seven and a half uh, slices of well, it's okay of cho-
1: because their tails grow back, don't they? Okay, so
2: seven if it's, if it's a newts Salamander and a new, new-
0: tail. Yeah.
1: yeah, out of ten, <laughs> pretty yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. excellent.
0: Seven, yeah, seven seven newts plus one big tail. Yep, yep. Cool, um, Anna. What are you going to give Matilda? Out of I
1: was going to give it seven and a half. Really? Yeah. It's, I just, I like it. Yeah. I yeah. still really like that movie. I enjoyed that very much.
0: Yeah. I have to agree. I, I think it's like watching the film, trying to watch it from a very sort of objective standpoint. There yeah. are bits where I'm like, okay, the pacing's maybe a bit slow in this mm. bit. Um, maybe there's certain choices in terms of how things are shot in some scenes where it's like, okay, this necessarily isn't, isn't my cup of tea. But overall, it, it does leave a very positive feeling. Um, so, I'm gonna. I, I think seven and a half as well. Hey, I, I, was, hey. I I was maybe thinking a bit a bit higher potentially. Sorry, Mandy's just turned <laughs> up.
3: Hello. Sorry. No, we also that's, ask.
0: Man, that's all good. This? No, she's she's just agreeing.
2: She's she's very talkative these days. So. Yes, Mandy
0: the cat. Uh, yeah, but I, I would I would give uh, Matilda seven and a half um, stolen chocolates out of out of ten. Ooh. I think it's yeah. But
2: do you get the bigger half?
0: Um, I think (laughs) the audience gets the bigger Uh, half. uh, That's
2: beautiful Stephen.
0: Excellent. So uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, Anna and Carmen, thank you very much for watching Matilda with me.
2: Thank you you for having us us. on.
0: And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening. We are available on Facebook. If you'd like to keep up to date with all things Cinema Catch-Up Club, just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club in the Facebook search bar. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting and podcatching services. And we are also on Patreon, where there's a couple of uh, couple of bonus exclusive things just for Patreon members. Uh, so if you'd like to check those out, just go to patreon.com forward slash ccucpodcast and become a member. But that's all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. You can say bye. Bye. You
3: bye. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: And now, as promised, a preview clip from episode one of the science fiction radio play series, Atlantis. Floor 34, Ponderlast Laboratory. Visitors are reminded that Atlantis Labs are not responsible for any injuries sustained of a physical, mental or spiritual nature during your visit.
2: Well, that's comforting. Hello? Nothing to worry about Dorothy. A quiet
1: corridor doesn't mean these crazy scientists opened up a a portal to some godforsaken place
2: and unleashed who knows what on the base. They're probably all studying. Yeah, studying. That's what scientists do. They're just professional nerds. Nerds with qualifications. There's nothing at all down here Pardon
0: this intrusion. (laughs) You appear to have discharged your firearm into my face. That wasn't very nice.
2: (laughs) Sir, you have to run. There's a monster of some kind in the corridor. We have to evacuate. Oh, no, don't tell me the doc didn't lock the cage properly. What? I keep telling her that she needs to push against the door when she closes that latch. Sir, we have to leave now. What did it look like? Blue and furry? Or turquoise and wavy? Uh, It was orange and bulgy.
1: Orange and bulgy.
2: It's coming. Get to the evacuation chutes and warn Chief Castain We have an unknown creature on the loose.
0: Wait, you
2: don't mean lug, do you? Lug.
0: Senior technician, this person just shot me in the face and then ran away. I am confused as to their intentions.
1: Is this your monster? Yes, what is it? It's okay, they're friendly. Well, normally anyway never shot log in the face before
0: if you enjoyed the clip from episode 1 of Atlantis that you've just heard you can hear the entire thing over at www.atlantisradioplay.com you have been listening to a thought jar productions podcast for more information please visit thoughtjarproductions.com